Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Steve Henson. I'm the editor of the Pueblo Chieftain. For 37 years, I've written a weekly column for the Chieftain. Here's this week's. The wire services story published in Thursday's Chieftain regarding the severe storm that hit the state Wednesday stated that Interstate 25 had been closed from just east of Denver to the Kansas border. One reader, tongue firmly planted in cheek, said it must have been a hell of a wind to blow I-25, which runs north to south through our state, a couple hundred miles east to the Kansas border. Now another reader went a little bit more Jason Bourne on us. You idiots! How could you make such a mistake? He asked. Well, let's start with admitting that it was a mistake. And yes, in a perfect world, we probably would have caught that mistake, even though we didn't write it. But let's look first from the wire services perspective. If you recall, Pueblo didn't get hammered like the rest of Colorado. While we had our usual high winds and some trees uprooted, northern Colorado, including the Denver metro area, was pounded by a snow hurricane that knocked out power for tens of thousands, shut down the state's two major airports, and left thousands of drivers dangerously stranded. Newspapers and other news agencies in those areas worked frantically under very, very difficult conditions to gather information. And I know from experience that editors scrambled to aggregate all of that information into comprehensive stories, all the time looking at the ticking clock as deadlines rapidly approached. So, in inputting the information about the devastation along I-25, someone mistakenly wrote about I-25 being close to the east when, of course, it was Interstate 70. It was an honest and understandable mistake. Look, nobody committed a homicide or stole anyone's car. It was just a mistake made under extreme deadline pressure. Now, under perfect conditions, the backup newspapers that subscribed to the news service should have caught the error. But we had our own disaster to deal with. We were swamped all day and night dealing with the impact on Pueblo. Reporters and photographers went from one damaged home to another, from one uprooted tree to one flying trampoline. We posted numerous photos and videos on our website and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Throughout the night, our focus, frankly, was on the local story. And I think we did a pretty good job gathering all sorts of information about the storm's impacts here. But while we were focusing so hard on our local issues, we just didn't spend the time we normally would have on the wire service story. And the the mistake escaped our editing. That's not to say that we don't care. I'm not saying that. We do. We hate seeing mistakes in the newspaper. Still, I get pretty tired of the nasty people who seem to have nothing better to do than call, and without leaving their names, of course, and say, Nyeh, 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 I found another mistake. It's pretty sad to me that people get a charge from attacking other people. But, you know, it seems the way of the world these days. 
Putting a newspaper together every day is a lot like an assembly line where a car is built. One person builds an advertisement, another places it on a page, leaving a hole for the newsroom to fill. A reporter writes a story and a photographer or a reporter takes a photograph, video, and posts those elements to our website and on social media. The editors wring their hands throughout the day trying to decide which story should run where and where on the pages they should run and how many photos should run and which photos best tell the story. That process takes most of the day and into mid-evening. Then, the layout and proofing staffers have to follow a carefully laid out plan and put all of these elements together in about a two-hour period. It's a manufacturing process on steroids, and it's hard to make it perfect every day. Every newspaper struggles with this problem, which certainly is not unique to the Chieftain. The nation's best newspapers, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Boston Globe, frequently publish corrections and clarifications all of which doesn't excuse us from making mistakes. And like all mistakes, we'll learn from this one. We strive every day to get better. And I don't want to discourage you from calling us and pointing out our mistakes, especially factual errors, so we can correct them. I admit that I'm not as open-minded when a long-retired English teacher rips me for using future tense instead of future perfect tense, which, as I recently was told, is a distinction that every student in grade school would understand. I was tempted to say, well, when I was in school, I knew the difference too. But I didn't. Nasty squared always is wrong in a conversation. So, yep, I-25 did not blow all the way to the Kansas border. On the other hand, it was one hell of a wind. I'm Steve Henson.